1: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favourite podcast provider.
2: Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League edition. It is match day five. On match day four, 13 of the 16 fixtures were won by the home team, level staking all of those sides that played in front of their own crowd resulted in a whopping 18-point profit to average odds and a return on investment of 112.5%. You're with Dan Roebuck and putting no pressure whatsoever on our handicappers this week to emulate those numbers with me, RJ, Will White and Steve Wiss. Uh, Steve, the game is easy, just bet the home teams. Is it a thing in the Champions League this season?
0: Uh, good day to you, Dan, RJ, I'm Will. Um, I'll tell you what, Dan, you, I really enjoy your stats on these shows that we do. You're a bit like, do you remember the Sky Sports cricket crew, of Benedict, they used to call him? Um, I think he still exists, but you're really good with these stats. Thank I, I'm you. Not actually sh- I'm not actually sure down the years what the the home win percentage is, say the last 10 years in general, but yeah, that does seem pretty high. And obviously it's helped when teams like Shakhtar win, who ironically not even at home. Um, but um look, when you when you're traveling further, right? As the European games are, in theory, I suppose there should be a stronger home advantage. I mean, MLS down the years, I think, has, has been like that. South American leagues. So um I guess it logically would make quite a lot of sense.
2: Something to look at for the remaining match days and into the knockout stages, RJ, or just a bit of a
3: quirk of match day four with that big Shakhtar win over Barcelona. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's uh it's pretty obvious that the home sides have have had the success and uh, based on, you know, matchups here, right? You have to look at who needs wins to to advance, who needs wins to qualify for Europa spots, and there could be some matches that are, you know, somewhat meaningless for the home side. So you really have to factor in current current status for each side uh, when, when looking at before you just bet all the home sides.
2: A lot of home favorites this week, Will. I think it's either 13... 13- or maybe even 14 of the matches, uh, the, the the home team is is the favourite. Is it something you've looked at this week or is it just game by game as usual for you?
1: It's game by game as usual. Um, to your point, I do make a bigger adjust for home field advantage in European competition than I do in domestic competition. That 46.9% number doesn't really surprise me. That's kind of in line with the home advantage adjust I make myself. So, And it is quite a small sample size anyway, right? We're only... Uh, two thirds of the way through one season's worth of group games. It's um, it's it's not a huge sample size. Yeah, um, certainly you can massage the
2: figures any way you want. That forty-six point nine percent, slightly higher uh, than the top five leagues in Europe. But if you played the home uh, teams on match days <laughs> one, two, and three, you would have lost money. Every single time. Let's start our roundup of the selections. We are going to start with our only Tuesday early kickoff at 12.45. It is Shakhtar who take on uh, Antwerp. Shakhtar, a little bit of support for them. Minus 103. Antwerp plus 285. The draw plus 260. This is Group H. Will, if Shakhtar are going to qualify for the knockout stage they their third at the moment, this feels must win for them, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're three points behind the two leading teams in the group and they really do need to win this game if they stand any chance of, of qualifying for the for the next round. On the other hand, Antwerp, um, they need two wins. Um, sorry, well, they need two wins. They need to win this game in particular by more than two goals to stand an outside chance at qualifying for the Europa League. So I, I think we're going to see an open game here, Dan. Um, the first game between these two, was very open. Um, five goals over four XG generated. I believe we were on under 2.75 that day. So we got found out there, but um, I think it's time to back the overs here. Um, the game will be taking place at a neutral venue in Hamburg, but Schachter have been getting some really good support there with high attendances so far. Um, in terms of the group standings, I think Antwerp are going to come into this with a certain amount of freedom. Um, the pressure's kind of off. Yes, they haven't really performed as they'd like so far in the group stages, but um, I think they can play with a certain amount of freedom here. Shakhtar will be pushing for the win, given that the first leg was kind of under more you know tentative kind of backdrop, and there was so it was such an open attacking game with five goals. I'm, I'm struggling to see why the line is set at two and a half here. I'd have had it closer to three. My model believes it should be 2.75. Um, with minus money on the um, on the over, so I'm happy to back the over two and a half at minus one one seven.
2: Switch a tactic when it comes to.
0: Antwerp. Can I just add something, Dan? Go on, Steve. Um, I want to talk outright here because we've got we did the Champions League outright show, and there's several um, potential winners that could come in for the next two match days. Unfortunately, this is one is going to be a loser for me in this group. It might
2: be my worst I can't, I can't believe you're highlighting it, Steve, but go on. Well, I will, <laughs> because Antwerp, I mean,
0: Antwerp have been horrendous, haven't they? They're like the, the Carolina Panthers, aren't they, of the Champions League, or dare I even say it, RJ, the <laughs> New England Patriots. But yeah, um, yeah I, I can't believe how bad they've been, to be honest. I thought they'd offer something. It's not that hard a group, but yeah, maybe they've got a bit more freedom now.
2: Yeah, we have got one or two outright picks that that might cop this match week as well. I was going to save it until match week six, but Steve's dived in with one that's already, unfortunately, fallen by the wayside. Uh, and so one of two clubs uh, yet to get a point in the group stages. Let's move on to one of Steve's selections. This is a really good group. Uh, we've all talked about this over the course of the Champions League this season. It's uh, Milan Dortmund, Paris Saint-Germain and Newcastle, of course. We're going to take Milan Dortmund first of all, Group F. Three points between first and fourth. Um, Milan plus one and four here, Steve. Dortmund plus two sixty five. Dortmund top, but if Milan win, they go above them. Uh, Dortmund, as we found to our hot dog cost at the weekend, I was just about to pull the trigger on the text when Gladbach were two nil up um, at the weekend. Unfortunately, Dortmund came back to deny us there with our double chance play. Um, what are your thoughts here, and, and just how difficult has this group been to to predict?
0: Well, Dan, there's a lot of a uh, lot at stake in this group in terms of outrights as well. I think myself and Daniel Fisichella had uh, several uh, interested picks. You know, you know how I said before that Gladbach game that I couldn't really work Dortmund out. Mm. Well, I've actually decided. I, I think I've made an opinion of them. I don't think they're very good. I don't. I really don't. And um, they were really, really lucky in that Gladbach game. You know, Gladbach were all over them. Two 0 up. It looked like it was going to become three. And then just like one freak counter-attack got them back in the game. And then Gladbach did what Gladbach do, And they do give you chances. If they play like that here, AC Milan are going to beat them. And that's the pick I like. AC Milan straight on the money line at plus 102. I just think they're the better team. They are going to be missing, unfortunately, Raphael Leal. They've got um, Musa suspended. They've got a couple of other injuries. But Dortmund have Felix and Nemecha out as well. So in the midfield area, at least it balances itself out. Dortmund, they've done a lot better in this group than I thought they would. I, I i don't know. Looking back, have they beaten Newcastle twice and actually kept three straight, clean sheets? Um, I'm not entirely sure because I don't rate the defence. As I say, I think some recent performances from Dortmund outside the Champions League have been very questionable. You know, Stuttgart battered them. They they showed their soft underbelly against Bayern in the, the classica. So... I think AC Milan, we saw them really raise their level against PSG in the last game. The crowd got behind them. It's not a must-win for them, but really they they could do with the three points because their last trip to St. James's Park will not be easy. So uh, I think Milan are going to be fired up. I think they're going to show the passion like we did against uh, PSG. And they're going to show the... You know, they've got European experience as well. I think that's where Dortmund were fortunate against Newcastle. Newcastle don't have the Champions League experience, but Milan do. They've got a lot of uh, players, canny players. And... You know, the price isn't amazing, but it is plus money. So, I think straight on the nose, AC Milan for me in this one, Dan.
2: Yeah, plus one on four now, just inched out just ever so slightly. Um, In the same group, Paris Saint-Germain against uh, Newcastle Tuesday. This is 3pm Eastern, as the Milan game is, and uh, we've got plenty of opinion on this game. From all three of our handicappers, we've got one official pick. Come to Will first with this, because... It's been interesting to watch Newcastle's price in every single game so far in the Champions League. Will they were favourites to beat Paris at home? Um, I think this is the biggest price that they've been all season in in all competitions. And I know that the price has changed because um, Newcastle are now plus four thirty. Paris Saint Germain were minus one seventy three now minus one fifty seven. So I don't know how much that has affected your play because you are siding with PSG. Just give us your thoughts on on the way that Newcastle's price has sort of swung one way and then the other. Is it just injury related, do you think? And, and this just seems big just in the context of their season.
1: Yeah, this is a kind of, this pick is quite counter to my normal kind of methodology. I think going back a few weeks or, well, maybe more like a month or two, I would have been looking to bat Newcastle here, maybe plus three quarters of a goal kind of thing, like we did in the first match between these two albeit both teams have very big home advantages, and I think that's a factor here. But really, everything just lines up here for a PSG win for me. Newcastle are just so depleted in terms of injuries and suspensions. They're missing so many players that are potential starting 11 candidates for them in Callum Wilson, Longstaff, Botman, Tonali, Byrne, Anderson, Barnes, Murphy, and now Willock went down at the weekend. You know, they're they're going to be so stretched that they'll probably have to play the same starting eleven from um, from the weekend against Chelsea. How much energy are those guys going to have? Bruno and Joe Linton were away with Brazil in the international break. Bruno played both matches, I think, but for um, for Brazil in that time had a great game over the weekend. But to ask them to go again in Paris, away from home, in a big Champions League game. Lewis Miley, 17 years old, likely to be starting here unless, uh, unless Eddie Howe mixes up the formation as he's been known to do in Champions League so far this season. Um, we all know about PSG's home record, particularly in European competition. It's very intimidating. It is an intimidating place to go. And PSG will want to get their qualification pretty much ensured with a win here, Um Newcastle can't really sit back either. You know, they kind of need to get something here. They probably need to get a win. And um, you know, that's just gonna open them up to 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 PSG's to PSG's weapons really in in, in the transition and, and the counter. And, you know, Eddie Howe normally he'd be going into a European game like this, like he did in Milan in particular, and kind of looking to shut up shop, but I don't think he can really afford to do that here. He might go in with a game plan of looking to keep it tight for the first sixty minutes and then look to nick something in the final half an hour. But yeah, I can't really see anything other than a PSG win. Um, They are missing uh, Zaya Emery, who is a long-term absentee now, and he's been phenomenal for them so far this season. But I just think they're going to have more than enough weapons here. Um, and the boost of the the over one and a half goals is is, is kind of the same the other leg of the same match parley i'm looking at here which takes the price from 162 minus 162 to minus 117 i think that's more than fair uh psg's last nine games have all been over two and a half um and, and and this is we just need two goals in the match for this i can see a psg scoring at least two on their own and so psg to win and over one and a half goals minus 117.
2: RJ, Will makes a good point, and it's one that I thought would happen against Chelsea at the weekend. I thought that we would get that Eddie Howe, um, Cioto Simeone, um, Atleti style that he tries against the bigger teams, and I went unders at the weekend and lost my money. Uh, but they are depleted. It is pretty much going to be the same side. I mean, you've gone from a, for a similar play here. Avni, mean, what are your thoughts on, on Newcastle and, and, and Paris Saint-Germain heading into this one?
3: Yeah, this is uh, is a big match, as as well alluded to. I mean, PSG sitting in second place with six points. Newcastle's at the bottom with with four. Um, PSG are seeking revenge here. You know, from the reverse fixture, uh, a loss would would obviously con- uh, complicate some of their qualification chances. Winners of seven out of the last eight. You know, Eddie Howe acknowledged uh, obviously great win the other day four one win against Chelsea. Acknowledged the need for uh, a strong appearance. In this match given all their injuries um it's tough it's tough not to see anything but a psg win here i like will's take i actually like the psg team total over 1.5 but i believe yesterday it was around 165 which was too low to take as a single bet but the only thing against psg here is is their uh, two out of their last three champion league matches were losses but the pedigree that they have the home advantage i like them to come up on top and and i think it minus 0.75 on the Asian handicapping, I could see them win by at least one and, and getting half the stake returned here. It's a good play. It's a lean,
2: incidentally, from RJ, as mm-hmm. is Steve's thoughts on this one as well. This is a bet that we've played previously, didn't come up, hopefully it will, this time around. It's a lean as well, Steve.
0: It's a lean. Um, unfortunately, the price has halved since I advised. I've just been looking down the Bet Rivers website. It's Fakimi. To have over 0.5 shots on target. And it's now at plus 125. It wasn't plus plus 220 when I put this up, which was outrageously high. It does show you how volatile these shot on target markets are. But watch out for him. The complete change of system this season suits him really well. He has been mentioned before. He actually averaged averages the second most shots per game out of any PSG player domestically, only behind Mbappe. He's averaging roughly one shot on target in each contest. He's been getting himself on some free kicks occasionally. He's been cutting inside. He's far more dangerous. His numbers in terms of shots and shots on target have effectively doubled compared to last season. So under this, uh, under Luis Enrique, obviously he's had a completely different role, and it's just one. To, I still think at plus money. To be fair, it's worth a nibble in terms of the actual match. I, I agree with both boys' leans and and uh, Will's pick. I, I was going to be on PSG here to be fair on, um, on a handicap or something, but Newcastle always do things to scare me. And I, I actually thought Chelsea would go and beat them at the weekend. I've got to be honest. It was a really good performance from Newcastle and they have great bounce back ability under Eddie Howe. I don't know what it is. It's like when they're in the corner, they respond well, but it's completely different. St. James's park to the Parc de France. So PSG should get the job done really. I, I think, um, I mean, it could be comfortable really if they play at their best.
2: Uh, Let's keep with Tuesday matches. Barcelona-Porto comes under the spotlight next, 3pm Eastern here. Barcelona minus 210, Porto plus 600. Feels like a a fair price. Barca just two wins in their last five. They're minus 500 to win, Group H. I'm going to get the boys' thoughts on Barcelona uh, in terms of winning the Champions League and progressing deep into the competition in just a second. But we have got a pick here from RJ. We dive into the prop markets once again, RJ. What's the play?
3: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dan. So sticking with the corners market uh, over nine point five corners at minus one oh three. You know, Barcelona's, I'd say, smooth progression uh, is now a little uncertain after their defeat to Shakhtar. Um, The upcoming match is uh, is going to be at Estadio Olympic. And it's uh, obviously a crucial one for Group H, both teams sitting with nine points at the top of their Group H table um recent form quickly barcelona's had a mixed mixed bag uh one one drawer against Rayo Vallecano over the weekend in la liga leaving them fourth in the table um they've won just two out of their last five matches in all competitions uh porto right oh, a win would secure their their spot in the knockout stages and a draw could suffice depending on the outcome with with, with Shakhtar. uh barcelona's got a pretty long list of of injuries uh firstly a long term absentee's first choice goalkeeper um and and basically looking at the corner statistics here Barcelona at home at over the last 25 matches average 11.42 corners per match uh just around 8.5 uh sorry it's around so it's 11.42 corners per match which is around 67% of the time see over 9.5 corners Porto on the road, their their numbers are pretty drastic uh, in terms of home in a way that's a little less on the road, but it's still a high amount. It's around 9.3 corners per match. So I looked at this uh, based on the, the the necessity for you know at least both teams to get a point out of this. I expect a more attacking style out of the Porto side. I expect that number to, to be a little higher than what it has been historically. For corners, I would expect around 10, 11 corners in this match. Uh, which, would, which would get us over the 9.5. And at minus 103, I thought this was a pretty fair price considering um, the match expectations and the, and the statistics. I don't know about you, uh, Will, but
2: I, I mean, I look at that plus 600 portal and I just think it looks at big prices. RJ rightly says, uh, we've got Enaki Pena. Is he going to play in goal? I mean, he's a keeper I know little about, I must admit. And, and you've talked about their injury issues um, over the course of this season as well. There's some, other significant absentees, I mean, could Porto be a play somehow? And do you think Barcelona at plus 1600 are, are still priced on reputation a little bit when it comes to winning the Champions League?
1: I've, I think I've heard Ter Stegen might actually try and play this game. He's looking to get some sort of injection to be able to play. Um, it mm. is a huge game for them. Iniaki Pena is a massive downgrade, yes. Um, all due respect to him um they're not playing in their, they're not playing at the, the new camp either their home games which i think is kind of throw them off thrown them off a little bit this season but the main factor uh, with barcelona has been the injuries they've suffered so far this season they uh, they were missing Frankie de young and pedri for long periods of time uh, and Gaby's just gone down i think for the rest mm-hmm. of the season yeah with, uh, he's going to miss out yeah so, yeah, I mean, in that key part of the midfield, if you think about the midfield and, and Xavi's kind of system and setup there, it really is dependent on moving the ball quickly in midfield. And Gavi, Pedri and De Jong are all very important pieces in that. I think ideally he might even want to even play Gavi in that kind of front three on the left side and then play the other three in midfield with one of Romeo or, or Fermin Lopez or Gundogan holding. So, you know, that's been Barcelona's, real problem this season injuries and it's it hasn't allowed xavi to really play his his full strength 11 very often um would i back them at plus 1600 probably not but i don't think i'd want to be i don't think i'd want to be against them either because they do still have enough talent more than enough talent there to 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 be a formidable force and despite poor form in la liga i see them qualifying from the group probably topping the group um so yeah, I wouldn't be against them at that kind of big price either.
2: Uh, Steve, your brief thoughts on Barcelona and, and their progress or not uh, this season?
0: Not for me, not for me, Dan. Uh, I think when we now we're talking about outrights, we've got to remember that the knockout round uh, starts in February into March, so a lot can change with teams. Transfer window in players uh, who are injured can come back. Uh, this applies to loads of teams, not just Barcelona, but you know that that Gavi injury is a. I mean what a pointless way to get injured against Georgia I think at home in a in a, in a you know there was nothing really on that it's it's I also a bit worried about their then their home advantage you know they're away from Camp Nou and I think in the knockout rounds home advantage is massive sometimes isn't it so just them little things but the price reflects it doesn't it In the outright yeah you might look at that outright price and think ooh mm-hmm. Barcelona the plus 1600 I'll have a piece of that but um ultimately I just I'm not sure they get past the
2: quarterfinals. Okay, I'm I'm going to give you a match bet, all of you, in just a second. Um, But first of all, we're going to get Will's pick uh, on Finald Atleti, which is again Tuesday 3 p.m. And again, there's been one or two sort of price changes here, running up to uh, to our recording of this final. The plus 170 Atleti, the favorites, plus 160 draw, plus 255 Finald. Really good uh, home. Um, Will I thought the Finald were a little bit unlucky in Madrid in the reverse of this fixture, uh, and your play might reflect that. Talk us through what you like here.
1: Yeah, I mean, a little bit unlucky. They were incredibly unlucky. Um, they won the XG battle 2.46 to 0. 0.84, and they looked a threat every time they, they attacked. Uh, 17 shots to seven. This is, you know, away way in, in the Wanda Metropolitano. Not many teams go there and do that. Um, so, yeah, I've been very, very impressed with North. So far this season and last season, Um, they didn't deserve to lose away to Lazio either. We got lucky with our, fairly lucky with our Lazio draw no bet pick there. So they won the XG battle in that game. We know how strong they are at home. They comfortably beat both Lazio and Celtic. So Feyenoord on the draw no bet looked quite attractive to me, especially given the context of the group. I think Simeone might be happy with a draw there. Um. whereas Feyenoord really, really need to win. So I also kind of like Overs here as well, really thinking about it. I think I think Simeone has is, is been a different animal since the World Cup last season. I don't know what it was. Maybe he had time to reflect, but Aleti have been much more on the front foot and attacking since then, and they've carried that into this season, really probably even built on that this season. So... My official pick is Fire on the draw no bet line, minus 103. So stake returned if there's a draw here. Um, but I also quite like overs. I believe the line is uh, 2.75. So it's quite attractive as well.
2: Uh, one quick question to all of you. Um, if I said Atleti or Barca, who goes further? Who would you bet each of two? I know that Barcelona are slightly shorter in the outright market, 16 to 1, Atleti, at 20s. Uh, Steve, which one would you have?
0: I'd go with Atletico Madrid. Yeah, I so would
3: now. I. RJ, who'd you go with? Yeah, I'd go with Atletico. Barcelona, their inconsistencies. Uh, the only thing I think they have going for them is, is what did the international break do? Clearly, Gavi going down didn't help. And and that's why I think I'd stick with Atleti for their health yeah. purposes.
2: We can't see Wills in the Esther cushion, so maybe he's going to go with Atleti <laughs> as well. It's out of shot for this one. Just for the record, it's not a cushion. It, it is. A- <laughs> I think it's just the way it's. Uh, I thought it was just a cushion. I was a cushion on your on, on your couch. Obviously not. Sorry, take it all back.
1: Um, Atletico <laughs> Adlet- with- Barcelona. I'll take Barcelona. Oh, I, I think they are. Still I the knew you team. would. And I know Gabby's just such a big piece there, but but they're the better team for me in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I have to get my athletic shirt out
2: somewhere. I think I've got one. <laughs> uh, let's move on uh, again. We go Tuesday. This is Young Boys Svenezvezda. RJ's got a thought in this one for us. Uh, both can't qualify from Group G. Uh, battle for Europa League spot here. RJ, if Young Boys win, they do make the secondary competition in Europe. Their favourites at plus one oh six. What's your thoughts here? What's the play on Young Boys Svenezvezda?
3: Yeah, thanks, Dan. Uh, Going back to the prop. Market, uh, young boys versus Svena Svezda, also known as Red Star Belgrade. Shots on target over 8.5 at minus 120. This match will be played in Bern. Both teams seek their first win in the group with the victor securing the Europa League spot. Recent performances, both teams have uh, have been pretty steady for the most part. Um, I, I'd lean this slightly towards, towards young boys here, uh, as the odds suggest. The only concern I have here is. Uh, Cedric uh, Eaton you know he was out against Zurich over the weekend I'm not sure his status uh, to be fair but that's going to have obviously be a contributor to this shots on target he's one of their key top men in in the forward spot Um, first leg young boys almost clinched their first Champions League win of the season denied by a late equalizer Uh, Red Star Belgrade got that towards the latter part of the match. As I stated, both sides have just earned one point. And over the weekend, uh, Svina Svetsa got a 2-1 win against vovodina Young boys went down 3-1 against Zurich. So they'll be looking for some redemption here. But getting to it, statistics here. This is what drove and led me to this play. At home over the last 25 matches, young boys averaged 26 shots. Nine of those are 9.5 on target. On the road... Red Star or Svinovsvedstá, twenty-nine shots, eleven point eight shots on target, so just around twelve shots on target. So, average this out, you know, take that into consideration. It's about ten point six or so shots on target per match. And again, at over eight point five here, which which I found that line to be a bit surprising. Uh, I think this has a little bit of cushion based on the statistics. You know, both sides are really fighting for the Europa League spot. Do you know, what's the motivation? Do they do they really want to get to the Europa League? I mean, you know, they get paid a salary to to perform regardless. So I think at a, over 8.5 at minus 120, even with the status of, of top striker, uh, Cedric Eaton, I, I still like this play to come through. Yeah, I think there's,
2: there's certainly for clubs like that, just getting into Europa League knockout stages gets them a little bit of TV money, doesn't it? The further they get, the better it is for the clubs. There's no doubt it's a factor. One final Tuesday thought. It is a lean. Um, this is uh, Will, who has got a thought on uh, Celtic's game against uh, Lazio. I mean, I mean, Celtic need to win this one, don't they, Will?
1: Yeah, I, I, they do. They do. And that kind of plays against the narrative of my pick really uh, well it's not a pick it's a lean rather under 2.75 at minus 114 i've just noticed this trend with italian teams particularly when they're playing at home a lot of money seems to come for the unders we've seen it with milan in there particularly their home game against newcastle um and lazio previously as well um I think we've spoken about Lazio unders on this show before, and the kind of perception around Sarri that he's an attacking coach. But if you watch Lazio games, especially in Europe, like the Feyenoord game for example, which was much tighter than expected, Sarri teams don't really move the ball particularly quickly between the lines, and it, it often it leads to kind of under centric game. And so I think the line here at two point seven five is just. Is just too high. On the other hand, yes, Celtic need to push for the win, but their team news is negative for the overs and positive for the unders. Maeda got sent off versus Atleti in the last round. Will be missing and new signing Palmaso. That's two of their starting three forwards will be out for this game. Perhaps they'll be forced to to set up more defensively and go to five at the back. I think Lazio will be happy nicking this one or two nil. Um, so under two point seven five at minus one one four is fairly attractive. Um, almost made it to being a pick.
0: What level? What level are Lazio playing at at the minute? Will and RJ as well. I, I don't. I can't work this team out. I mean, they just lost to Salernitana in Serie, a and they're awful. I mean, I looked at the Asian handicap here, and it was uh, Lazio minus one. That almost looks a bit of a, a generous price, but I don't trust them anymore.
1: Yeah, for me, um, they're not. They're not performing at particularly high level. Their underlying stats aren't great. I tend to, I tend to prefer backing them in kind of bigger games against bigger quote unquote teams where they can, you know, implement Sarri's game plan of, of being quite defensive, possession based, mm-hmm. and where you're getting a much bigger price for that. So, draw no better at home. Well, not really home, but home in the derby. I, I thought was fairly attractive. Um, likewise, on the European show, we we were we uh, hot dog. I believe was Lazio to beat Fiorentina one week. A big rather than
0: uh, as a favorite, they're not maybe as reliable. Or yeah,
1: yeah, well, ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I think just their identity suits them kind of more to being not really underdogs, but at least kind of playing against a team where you know they're not expected to win and to really be that open. That's just my yeah. take.
3: I-, I think that to your point, they just very possession based very defensive low scoring low scoring matches I think they've got 29 goals through 13 matches to start the season uh serial is starting to heat up a little bit so I'd keep an eye on that that could obviously you know help them get back to the form I think where it used to but uh, to be fair well I actually was looking at this play as well for for an official play but I just I just can't go back to the unders uh, officially but I do I do very much like this I think this has the makings of a one nil.
1: You know, if RJ is leaning unders, it's a good play. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Chiro Chir- 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 Mobile really is is, is their only
2: goal scorer since since late October. No one else has scored for them. Yeah. I, I just I think they massively overachieved last season. I don't think they were really uh, they they, yeah. they took advantage of a very strange Serie A campaign with the points deduction for Juventus and some and mm-hmm. some big underachievement. Do you know Chiro
0: Mobile once won the golden shoe? There was a random fact I came across this week. I can't remember exactly what year it was.
2: Well, the goal, as in the most goals in Europe. It's some award that is, is that the and goals shoe? Wo-
0: yeah, Yeah, some award. It's i yeah. com- I'm going to talk about it more in the Europe in the Europa show, but okay. I think it's yeah. the most
2: goals in Europe, but it's, there's there's a factor, isn't it? So if you play in Estonia and you yeah, get one, you factor in goals. Yeah, but like did win one one, goal yeah. is only worth like a third of a goal or something like that. Kind of surprised me that. I think he's won the Kappa Caminieri for three or four times. I think. I think Daniele listed him as a a fair play. We've um, talked about Lazio far too long. Wednesday, Galatasaray versus Manchester United. This has to be, uh, for me, best bet of uh, the week. United, RJ, have been chaotic in Europe. Um, Three of their four games over four and a half goals, let alone over two and a half or three and a half. And for the most part in the Premier League as well this season. But they were much better against Everton uh yesterday give us your thoughts on on galatasaray manchester united wednesday twelve forty five eastern united are the favorites plus 155.
3: yeah i'm targeting goals here i i had a hard time doing anything but uh, uh that in this match over 2.75 goals at minus 124 galatasaray are gonna need the home home support for this one um sitting at the and manchester united are currently at the bottom of the table which is, uh, as you stated, kind of a reflection of their recent form in general. They sit with three points. Galatasaray with four points. Manchester United's recent performances, you know, over the weekend they bagged a three-nil win yesterday against Everton. Shout out to Garnacho for probably goal of the year, goal of the season point, and maybe goal goal of the season. Uh, very beautiful bicycle kick, and then tributed with the suey at the end there. Um, then they had a one-nil victory over Luton. 1-0 victory against Fulham and then between that they had a 4-3 defeat to uh, FC Copenhagen and then a 3-0 loss against Newcastle in the EFL Cup. So Ten Hag's side as I stated currently at the bottom, uh they'll be relying on, you know, their typical typical stars like Rashford and and even Garnacho here to to get them across. You know, regular regular team news, Galatasaray are, are loaded with you know, a a squad full of former premier league players. I think Zaha is going to be key here for them. And, you know, looking at the, the recent form where this, where these two teams sit in the table, three points is a must. There is no other way around it here. You know, Galatasaray, you know, depending on the outcome of the the Copenhagen match, you know, they still would, would like to see some goals here, but I, I can just see an extremely open match. Um, I think Manchester United are starting to get back into some kind of consistency here, and I have a hard time not seeing four, five, maybe even six goals here. I'd even consider this type of, and I don't, I wouldn't do this normally in general, let alone Champions League plays. But I'd consider like two point seven five, maybe even three point five here at plus money to try to. Uh, this is the thing, though, Roger, isn't, isn't it? If 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 we just go for the over two point seven five, are, are we leaving money behind here? I mean, we should go for the bigger total, shouldn't we? I, I really do. I, I could expect to see two plus goals in the first half. I'd even look at over 1.5 in the first half here. I'm gonna probably post something else publicly too in, in some kind of angle because I, I think there's there's money to be to be made in this match and I just think goal friendly is is the way to go here. Personally.
2: Uh, uh will what do, do you have a goal rating for this match i mean what what would the line be as far as your numbers are concerned and is over
1: 2.75 a value play and indeed subsequent bigger score lines uh yeah I do have a number I'm not sure exactly what it is off the top of my head um I believe it's it's kind of fairly in line with where the market's trading but um but yeah just intuitively it does it does seem like this is a, this this is a game that sets up for goals right um, it's it, it's hard to be on, very uncomfortable being on unders with Galatasaray. So, yeah, I, I quite agree intuitively with, with RJ's pick.
2: And Steve, you've got a lean in this one for a, a former United player at, at Gala.
0: Wilfred Zahar to score mm-hmm. at any time in the game. Uh, now at plus 275. And, um, you know, what? I very nearly got involved in Galatasaray here. Draw no bet or even on on the money line. I think I the think chaos Alex...
2: from United has gone though after that performance. But they've got so a lot I think, of. I mean, I backed Everton yesterday.
0: Um, and but I do actually, it draws a good result for Galatasaray. That's why I kind of put me off them a little bit. But uh, I like the goals as well. But Zahar scored at Old Trafford in the previous game. He's actually in good form. He scored four goals in his last four in all competitions. Now, if we look at the United team news, now I think Wan Bissaka will start this game, but he hasn't been fully fit recently. He's looked off the pace. I think they'll target that side of the field. Luke Shaw's back at left back for United, and he's a pretty solid option. If I was doing a game plan, I'd be going the other 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 flank. And Zaha, there's going to be a lot of uh, attention on Icardi, and rightly so. And uh, that just might leave Zaha free. And he'll be keen to score against his former club, believe you me. So it's looked a big price. If we're gonna, if there's going to be goals in this game, let's look at some goal scorers. So Wolf's a half of me. Uh,
2: one more game to preview before we get some best bets. Real Sociedad against Salzburg, Wednesday, 3pm. Uh, L'Oreal through to the knockout stages. They've been brilliant at home this season. And last, Steve, you are predicting another positive display. They are minus 205 on the money line. We've got to go elsewhere for the value.
0: I'm taking uh, Real Sociedad on a minus one Asian handicap here at minus 121. I just think they're a lot better than Salzburg, Dan. Um, if you look at them, especially at the two home matches they've played in the Champions League, the crowd has been absolutely buzzing, hasn't it? Mm. Like, this is a fortress on a like a, a European mm. night. They're, they're going crazy. Um, they battered into Milan week one and they were very unlucky not to beat them. Uh, and your late equaliser, and they comfortably got past Benfica twice. Now, I think. Actually, Benfica are better than Salzburg, really. Um, the only points uh, Salzburg have got were in that freak game in, in game week one where they faced Benfica with 10 men for about 80 minutes. I think they were given like two or even three penalties off the top of my head. I've looked at Salzburg's metrics and stats. They have quite a lot of shots, but low XG. So they're shooting wildly from nowhere. Um, I don't think they're that great. Real Thorsley's had a pretty good side. You know, They've got um, some really top-quality individuals as well who can score goals from anywhere so um, you know the pressure is off them they're qualified and they want to win the group now and um, I personally believe it is going to be simply far too strong for a Salzburg side and the minus one Asian handicap I don't mind a push but I think it's going to be a comfortable home win.
2: L'Oreal for a comfortable home win in their game against Salzburg or else I see it already through to the knockout stages let's get some best bets Will what's your best play match day five of the Champions League?
1: I think, I think I'm going to go with Fiona draw no bet minus 103. So yeah.
2: Hmm. Don't sound too confident with your best. bet.
0: <laughs> That's a really
1: brave one. <laughs> I've seen a, a lot one. of people yeah.
0: again. I've seen a lot of people <laughs> loving Atletico <laughs> Madrid, and that is a real tip. Yeah, really Will I, White I,
2: against I, the
1: great. It's pick. An uncom- is, is
2: it? Is, is it, is it yeah, going to say is it your favourite mm. uncomfortable bet?
1: Yeah, I was actually I was thinking a little bit about Steve's pick actually. Um, I, I do like the I do I love Real Sociedad, but I was I was just thinking about I was just thinking about whether they're going to rotate here. I wouldn't be surprised if they rested uh, maybe Kubo and some of the midfield. But do you then... want to
0: face the likes of Man City though
2: next round?
1: Yeah, or potentially someone a little bit weaker. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I'm never um, I'm never quite sure if coaches think about that, but I mean it's it's. I don't yeah, think.
1: that's the one thing that would hold me back because, like you say, the atmosphere there has been unreal, in, and mm-hmm. particularly in the last match against Benfica. And they're really on the crest of a wave right now. And they do have quite a deep squad, though. So, yeah, but anyway, back to my best yes. bet is Iron Order. And I'll <laughs> say it with a bit more conviction. <laughs> <time>. There <laughs> it is.
3: RJ, what's your best bet? mine's fairly easy galatasaray versus manchester united over 2.75 goals and as uh we discussed consider sprinkling even some on over 3.5 at plus 150 here yeah i mean that's my best bet of the week as
2: well if i said that to nigel on the other show he'd say that's absolutely jinxed it and boxed it boxed it hopefully yeah. it for us um steve what's your best play
0: yeah, well, considering uh, I have issues with Dortmund, then the best bet has got to be Rahel dad on the minus as one. Well. <laughs> Asian handicap. Does that mean that you really
2: want it to be Dortmund? Uh, sorry, Milan?
0: Ah, oh, really? I would love Milan to beat them. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm going to be anti Dortmund a lot. I'm going to be against Steve which is going to be against
2: Dortmund a lot in the next few weeks. An irrational hatred of Dortmund. Don't That's mind okay. that one. Uh, that, that, that <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's moved from Berlin to uh, <laughs> to Dortmund. Uh, that wraps up betting weekly extra time Champions League edition. Many thanks to Steve, Will, and RJ. Later this week, the boys will be tackling the Europa League, so watch out for that and all the best bets in that particular competition. For now, though, from all of us, it is goodbye.